Hey there, welcome back to Brown Game Strong. I am your host, Midali, and I just want to say congratulations. You made it to 2021, and that is no small feat, so congrats. Now, I'm not going to go into the entire spiel of all of the shit we endured last year, everything we've learned from it. Um, if you do want to kind of hear or read about that, then just probably just go to the Instagram page because I've been doing nothing but reflecting the past few days. Yeah, and I just want to say, like, we're alive and that is just such an incredible thing that needs to be celebrated and acknowledged. So go you and Happy New Year. I hope that you've been enjoying the little break. I, for one, have been doing nothing but eating, watching Netflix, sleeping and probably shitting and just repeating. Um, so basically I'm a dog right now and I am very, very pleased about that because literally I do not want to do anything else with my life. Um, I also want to say we will be going into Netflix in this episode, but watch Bridgerton for the Duke because he is so good looking. But anyways, (laughs) that is another story. So we're going to go into today's episode now. Because it's a new year, and this is the first episode of the new year, I wanted to start it off with a bang. So I decided I'm going to put out one of my favourite episodes of season two. And yeah, I just honestly, okay, you know what? I do have something written down that I'm going to say um, about this next guest, because I think if I started improvising, I'd just end up gushing for like 20 minutes. So... Our next guest is Zoe Harinkor. She is the founder and creator and mastermind behind ZHK Designs. Now, if you've not heard of ZHK Designs, I urge you to lift the rock above your head and come into the real world because she is literally killing it um, in the South Asian uh, community and the diaspora specifically. She's one of the most well-known digital artists within the community, and she is absolutely smashing it. And let me tell you, as someone who started illustrating in lockdown, she makes it look so easy, like a walk in the park. But there is a lot that goes into running an illustration business. And we do talk about um, kind of the legalities behind it and plagiarism, which is something that artists face quite frequently. And, and we just talk about so much, like Netflix shows, our favorite Bollywood movies, um, Shah Rukh Khan, of course. Um, and we talk about Zoe's upbringing, running her business alongside, you know, having another job as well and everything that that entails. And you know what? If you have set an intention this year to stop caring what people think, to do something for yourself and to let go of that self-doubt that you've been harboring your entire life. I feel like this is the episode for you. So ZHK Designs is a digital art platform which strives to empower and educate the South Asian community and beyond. Zoe Harveen Gore, the designer, focuses on representation and sharing various cultures and backgrounds through her art. Zoe is based in Calgary, Alberta, in Canada, and comes from a Punjabi Sikh background. However, her goal is to empower every community and share their traditions and cultures with others around the world. You can find her work on at ZHK Designs or ZHKDesigns.com. So yeah, that's the kind of formally bit over, but I just want to say I enjoyed this conversation so much that it's an hour and like 
an hour and a half long. And I'm really sorry that I didn't cut it down, but I just felt like it would be an injustice to Zoe and to the, the conversation that we had because it was just so much fun. We covered so much ground. And you know what? Zoe is literally, I think if you took her page or like took any of her more classic art pieces, any of her art pieces really, and try to imagine that as a real person, you would get Zoe. She's like the physical depiction of her work. And that's what's just so amazing about her is that she's just very authentic. She's very herself and she's kind of paving her own way, which I think more people need to do really. And yeah, and and she's just so sassy. She's so funny. And get this, she's only 22. What? You know that meme of Kelly from uh, The Office who's like, I'm the business bitch or something? I feel like it reminds me of Zoe. So yeah, that's enough rambling from me. But um, I'm just going to say one more thing, um, actually, that I should have said earlier, which is that at some parts in this episode, the quality may be a little bit fuzzy, mainly on my end, but I hope that's not too much of an inconvenience. And yeah, just enjoy this episode. And I'm just sending you such a big hug and so much strength for 2021. You've got this. Zoe, I am such a fan. I'm literally fangirling. I'm so excited that you're on um, today because, yeah, I think, I don't know, I think I've been following you for maybe a year and a half now, maybe a bit longer. Um, wow. So, yeah, I, I definitely keep up to date with all of your new stuff. And oh um, I started doing illustration myself um, around April time this year. Yeah. And I would say you were single-handedly my biggest inspiration, oh which is why God. I missed straight away and I was like Zoe can you just message me and let me know if I'm copying like if it looks like I'm copying your work because I'm really trying not to but I do get inspired by you so um so yeah and and it was just so lovely to to hear that you were just like oh yeah no like go for it that's amazing and I think one thing I've noticed about this community is it's just so friendly like Mm -hmm. I can sometimes go on my personal page and just feel so drained from you know the feed but whenever I go on um my art one I just kind of I just yeah I feel more energized weirdly that's so good yeah and and I never expected it to be honest it was always just an experiment and um and so I think you're what you're doing is so almost revolutionary in in its own right because you're educating people but in a fun way and it's consumable and Ooh. that's what I love about it it's not draining it's it's energizing that's like the best introduction I could have ever gotten like <sighs> my confidence level was probably at like a two percent going into this call and now it's at like an 80 percent like oh my gosh that just okay, made me get you, get you to like 98 yeah <laughs> like oh man it's so cold outside like I'm not doing anything with my life but this is amazing wow thank you so much and thank you for your art like hello that's so amazing that I could inspire you so I'm excited to see what more you come up with and like that just makes me so happy I don't even know what to say like it just makes me happy (laughs) but I'm sure that you are um I think you are paving the way for so many people and you probably don't even realize to be honest I definitely Um, do not realize no, because someone with with a big platform often like you're just putting stuff out there, but you're not actually realizing like all the individuals that are being impacted by your work. Yeah. And I think when we connected and we started speaking, what really surprised me was just 
how chilled out and like down to earth you were I just don't think you realized you're just like oh yeah like you know super calm and I think it's just wonderful to see that I think anyone who is you know willing to go into creative field or anything for that matter would look at you and think god she's killing it you know I can do it too oh my gosh well I sure hope so yeah that's just like I I totally agree with you like when I make art I just kind of put it out there and then I'm like okay well hopefully I get the response that I like because all the art that I put out there I think like my mindset has definitely changed now it's like if I like it I'll put it out if it represents me I'll put it out whereas before it was like does this like represent other people is it educating other people which is still good but I think now it's like okay do I really really like it like is it something that I want to put into the world that like it represents what I value so the fact that it has an impact on different people I think that's really really amazing and I wish I could like talk to every individual that likes my art and be like oh my gosh thank you for liking my art because I don't know what I'm doing half the time (laughs) thank you so much for saying this because I feel like I don't know what I'm doing half the time in fact I never know what I'm doing sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm just so scared because I just don't want to face the day but at the same time like you just put one foot on the floor you get out of bed Mm -hmm. the other foot down you go brush your teeth and you just kind of start figuring out your day as you go along And and it is so refreshing, I think, to hear that from from someone like yourself as well, mm-hmm. who who looks like you're churning out so much art all the time, and and you seem really productive. And I'm sure that you also have your days where you're just like, okay, what the hell am I doing? Oh yeah, all the time. Um, I definitely have those productive days. I like to get stuff done. I like to make art. Like obviously, I really really enjoy it. But for the most part, like okay, for example, when smaller accounts or just like people starting out or even businesses or you know even people around me are like how do I grow my social media like what were your strategies the the key word is strategy people are like what is your strategy like what was your plan and I'm like I literally have no idea what I was doing I still have no idea what I was doing I have no plans like I don't plan anything out I have no idea like the only things that I plan out are like giveaways and collabs and even then like I barely do giveaways I barely do collabs like well, now I barely do collabs. Um, but it's crazy. Like I have no idea what's going on, but I think it's the best part. Like, I think that's what makes it fun. It's like every, everything that happens is a surprise and it's so exciting because everything that happens, like I didn't plan that out, but like, I'm really glad that happened. Obviously Mm -hmm. I have goals in mind. and like, these are my end goals for whenever. I don't really like have a timeline of when I want to achieve certain things, but, um, in terms of like planning out content or, you know, like, oh, next week I'm going to do this type of series. It's like, no, like whenever it comes to mind, I just put it on paper and I just put it out. And that's just kind of how I've always lived my life. So I'm glad that other people out there, like, I have no idea what's going on because I truly, in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, if today I can just keep it together, that'll be an achievement in itself. Like if today I can just like understand what I'm doing, then it's fine. Then I'm good. And then the days where I'm like, I literally have no idea what's going on. Those are the days where I'm like, okay, just stay in my room, just find some inspiration, try to create something that you like. If you don't like it, there's always tomorrow. There's like no rush. Yeah. yeah. It's so important to not put too much pressure on ourselves. And especially as, as a small business owner, you must constantly have to fight that urge to be like, okay, I'm going to do more. I'm going to do more um, and have to balance that out with your sanity and like, you know, spending time with family and friends and all of that. How do you balance that out? Um, you know what? I'm pretty good at balancing it out. 
now, I think when I was in my undergrad, because I just recently graduated, um, I just got my bachelor's. So for anyone listening who didn't know that, I just got my bachelor's. So I think before um, March, I was really bad at balancing it out. I honestly would prioritize my friends and school over ZHK Designs. And that was kind of, I don't know, that was kind of problematic because I wasn't putting my all into ZHK Designs. And then after March, I literally just put everything into ZHK Designs. Like I abandoned all friends, family, like everybody. And I was like, I am going to put my all into this business. And I just need to like it's my passion and there was a while I think it was like three or four months during like quarantine that I was like oh my gosh no like I'm never gonna talk to anybody like I'm literally just gonna do my work and like like zone in and now it's like okay I need to make the most of the time that I have with my sister and my mom and then do work afterwards or vice versa like if I have a call I'll prioritize the call and then I'll hang out with my family Friends, obviously, I can't see them because they all live in different places, so I'm really, really sad. Um, but I think now I've gotten a lot better at it. But it's always a struggle because I always prioritize work. Like work is like number one for me, even at night. Um, even last night, for example, like I was staying up pretty late thinking about different ideas, and I was like, okay, what can I do now? Like, what new ideas do I have? What's groundbreaking? That's something I always say to myself. I'm like, is it groundbreaking? Like, will it? change the world? Will it change our community? Um, and so I'm always looking for ideas like that. So I think I definitely prioritize my work a little bit more than I should in terms of balance, but I've gotten a lot better at balancing. Um, and how do I do that? Honestly, I'm just like, okay, what's important right now? Like, can I reschedule this? Like, can I hang out with my family first and then do my work? Like what's more important at the time and like what am I going to miss out on that's going to impact me in the future whether it be friends or family or work I think that's a really good approach and it is a journey because it's very easy for, for us to fall into one extreme or the other and it would often depend on your mood it depends on the day sometimes yeah. it depends on the weather you know whether you yeah. want to completely chill out and hang out with family or get straight into work so um also with with the the kind of creative work that you do do you find that you, you really need to have pockets of inspiration and and you really need to get into that flow to be able to work productively oh my goodness when I make art like some days it's like oh my god I have idea after idea after idea I even have my notebook here I'll show you so I have like all my ideas I write them all down like literally every single idea I have and then there's some days where I'm like I've already made that oh, I could do this, but I've already made it. Or I could do this, but oh, another artist that I love has already done something similar. And like, I just love their piece. So I don't even want to do it because it's like, I just love theirs so much. So it definitely depends on my mood. I really have to like put myself, I either have to like sit down and be like, so you need to pull something out. Like it has to be groundbreaking and you're going to pull something out. And I force myself to, and like, I just know I can do it. Or it's like when the juices are flowing, I'll just do it and I'll let it happen naturally and organically. Um, but if at any point I'm like, I cannot do this, like I physically cannot make something or if I make something, it will turn out badly. If I think that in my mind, I just won't try. Because I'm like, if I already know that it's going to turn out badly, I don't even want to put like negative energy into what I'm doing because mm. I'm already doubting myself. Um, but for the most part, I have to surround myself with Bollywood movies. I always put on like a Bollywood movie. Recently, I've been watching the movie Fashion, which <gasps> I, I love, love fashion. 
I nobody love talks movie. about how good fashion is. Nobody talks about that movie because of PC, but um, <laughs> I feel like it's just a good movie for overall acting and you know the whole like topic of like fashion models and supermodels and stuff. I love that movie, so I've been watching it probably like four or five times a week. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I'm <laughs> watching it every single day. Um, every time I come home from work, I watch that movie. Every weekend, I watch that movie, wake up, turn on that movie. It just, I don't know why, but it helps me, like, just spark something. I also watch Om Shanti Om a lot. That movie sparks a lot of inspiration. I don't know why. The music in that movie, I'll play the soundtrack. As soon as I wake up, I play the soundtrack, and it, like, gets me so inspired. I don't know for what reason. Like, I really, truly don't know, but... um yeah, Bollywood. I have to surround myself by Bollywood. I have to surround myself with, um, you know, I found that YouTube videos, like YouTube content creators and stuff like that, if they're South Asian or non-South Asian, that really, really helps me because I'm like, okay, they're making content while I'm watching this video. Like, okay, I can do the same. I'll need like coffee. I really need coffee when I'm drawing. And yeah, I just really have to put myself in the right mood. Otherwise, it's just never going to happen. Do you reckon that sometimes like when you have a social media platform, do you think often it is an illusion or are you literally drawing every day and producing stuff every week? Um, I wouldn't say that I'm drawing every day because there are times where I'll make art and I'll make like five pieces in one day just because I'm so excited to make them or I'll think of an idea and I'm like, oh my God, I have to do them all right now. And I can just like pull them all out and I'm like, okay, I'll just like plan to post them like next week. Um, I definitely am not going home every single day and like making one piece a day because that's just like, I just don't even know how I could do it. I really don't. I think maybe, maybe I should make it clear that, hey guys, I'm not making art every single day. Like sometimes I just have really good days where I make like a billion pieces and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I'm a genius. Um, and there are other days where I just like put the pencil to my iPad and I'm like, this is trash. Like this is fully, I cannot even show anybody this piece. Like it's so bad. Um, so it probably looks like it probably is an illusion. It probably looks like I'm making art like every single day, like 24 seven. I am working 24 seven though. Like whether it be like responding to emails or, um, thinking of ideas or thinking of merch ideas or thinking of product, stuff like that. Like I'm always working my mind when it comes to art though. Um, there are certain times where I'm drawing and for the most part it's weekends, evenings, like whenever I really feel like it, like I don't really like plan it out. Um, but yeah, that's a really great question because I hope nobody feels like I'm just some power machine who's like making art all the time. That'd be crazy. Like, no, I need to take a break sometimes. And sometimes, like I said before, like the ideas just aren't in my head. Like I really have to sit there and think for a long, long time about the ideas. That's really good to know. And I think for me as well, as someone who's just starting up with digital art, what I'm kind of finding really difficult is finding the right time to feel inspired to actually do something, Mm -hmm. because I think you need to be in the right mindset. And I think often I find myself almost starting a piece at midnight. And and before I know it, it's 3am, it's 4am, because time flies when you're drawing. Mm-hmm. right you must know this like when you're in the in the zone you just look yeah. at the clock and you're like what the whole day's just gone and um and then for me it's like oh gosh but I have to wake up you know for 9 a.m again and I have meetings so yeah I think that that can be really tricky and um 
and for me anyway I'm just learning to not put too much pressure on myself same as you and it's just like okay I know I'll have like weeks where I'm not able to post anything and that's okay because um, at the end of the day I started it for fun and and to try something and to learn something new um, and different people have different you know reasons for doing things I mean for you it's like a, it's your business it's your baby and and so you would treat it differently to the way I would and so um, I think it is very important to like remember that we are not machines um, <laughs> okay so let's take it kind of a few steps back and okay. um I want to know a little bit more about you and so where did you grow up and um kind of what was your environment like um mm. especially as a South Asian so I'm actually from Canada if I didn't mention it before I'm from Canada I'm from Calgary Alberta Canada specifically um it's so cold here right now like so cold for September. I just thought I'd mention that because I'm freezing. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Calgary, born and raised. My mom is from the UK. So I have a large family in the UK. Um, they're all in Leamington Spa, which is fun. And then my sister, I have an older sister. She's 30. She's eight and a half years older than me. And then I have a dad, obviously. And he grew up in India and he moved to Canada. So um, yeah, I grew up with my sister and my parents in Calgary. Um, also grew up with my grandparents, my dad's parents. They were like very um, in tune with my life, I guess. I was very, very close with them. And so, um, yeah, I grew up with a lot of family around me. So in Calgary, I have one of the biggest like Punjabi Sikh families in the city. Oh, yeah. I also come from a Punjabi Sikh background, if I've never mentioned it before. Um, but I am Punjabi Sikh. And yeah, my, my grandma has... Um, I believe it's like four sisters and three brothers. So we have a really large extended family, but we're all very, very close. And so growing up, I was always surrounded by my cousins, my chachas, my buas, like everybody around me. And yeah, that was really, really fun and exciting. I love being around family, but unfortunately, the only daisies I knew growing up were my family. So I didn't grow up around a lot of different cultures, um, really didn't grow up around different um traditions or anything like that I knew about a lot of religions just because of my own research and because like my grandparents were very knowledgeable and taught me a lot about you know different places in India and stuff like that but I never knew about like different cultures mm. specifically and so yeah growing up um I had a pretty like normal childhood I guess I was pretty artsy my entire life um very like academically inclined, I guess. And then I went to university in London, Ontario, which is a different part of Canada. Um, and that really opened my eyes. So two things really opened my eyes after I graduated high school and left Calgary. Um, my sister got engaged to a Bengali Hindu man named Sarov. Um, and so that was like really eye-opening because I'd never even known anything about being Bengali or Bengali culture or anything like that. So that was really interesting to learn not necessarily from him, but from his family, which is really cool. And from my sister, because she knew a lot. And then going to university, um, my eyes definitely opened up. So for the first two years, I was very like, I'm Punjabi, I'm sick. Like, I'm going to stick with all the Sikhs at my school. I'm going to stick with all the Punjabis at my school. Like, those are the Desis I know. And then for the last two years of my undergrad, I was like, you know what, let me just like branch out, I need to learn. And this was when I was kind of developing ZHK designs a little bit more, and really, I'm um, sharing my work on Instagram. And I met a lot of different people, I really expanded my mind and met a lot of different South Asians and from different backgrounds, like, 
you know, South Indian Christian people, like, never even knew that existed, because I guess I just never had learned. Um, Not that I was, like, completely ignorant. I just had never been exposed to that kind of thing. Um, And, you know, obviously, like, different people like Bengalis and Gujaratis and, you know, people who could be Punjabi, but from Pakistan. And, you know, like there are so many varieties of South Asian people. And I was like, wow, this is so interesting. And I was so fascinated and interested. And yeah, that really opened my eyes. So yeah, I guess growing up, I was very much surrounded by like Punjabi Sikh culture and religion and traditions. And then coming out of university, I was like, wow, I know so much now that I am glad I learned at this time because I think my mind was really ready to like develop that more. And not only do I have an appreciation for being Punjabi Sikh because I'm like, okay, this is a puzzle piece that fits into a larger scale of our community. But I have a larger appreciation for like all the other cultures and traditions that like make up our community because it's so unique. Everybody's so unique. And I love learning about different things. Like you know, different types of dances or different types of foods or, you know, different forms of celebrating traditions that I could have or that I did celebrate. Um, So I think that's really cool. Um, And then last thing, my sister got married last year, which was so exciting because like I had always dreamt of my sister's wedding. That was like the thing that I had most hoped for when I was a kid. I was like, I cannot wait for my sister to get married. Like this is going to be so exciting. So when she got married, it was really cool. We had the um, Hindu ceremony and the Sikh ceremony. We had it. We had it in Italy, and yeah, it was really cool to learn about um, Saraf's culture and you know his upbringing and his upbringing in India, and you know fusing the two cultures. So yeah, that's where I'm at with life now. I'm back in Calgary live in Calgary full-time. I was supposed to live in Toronto, but we're going to stay in Calgary for a little bit. And yeah, I think that's uh, kind of me in a nutshell. I think so much of that is reflected in your work. Um, Like when you mentioned about learning about different cultures Mm -hmm. within India, Mm -hmm. you know, there's such a misconception sometimes, especially among the West that like there are only you know, they're, they're mostly only Punjabis and there's only uh, Gujaratis and uh, maybe Tamils and Marathis, but there is actually so much more. I, for one, you know, being being Indian by, um, well, by ethnicity, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about my culture, I feel. Sometimes the more I read about it, the more I feel like, oh my God, I have so much to learn. Yeah. And that's partly why I think like platforms such as yours are so important for us because they are accessible to us we consume that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and and it's important to be able to um learn about where we're from um because i think just just being you know being brown you're you're representing and and it's something to be so proud of not that any of us should carry that responsibility of educating other people all the time but but i think that for me personally i i just feel so much pride in learning about it Yeah, totally. It's so fascinating because there's so much to it. Even like, you know, I grew up pretty, I don't know, like pretty religiously like aware um, in terms of being sick. And even when I talked to Sirat, Sirat Saini, who is a blogger um, and who owns Brown Girl Memes with me, you know, she and I will have calls about like sicky and we'll just like FaceTime each other and like talk about how we were both raised and like what we both learned. And we both are very similar things. Um, But there are things that she's explained to me that I'm like, wow, I never even like knew that existed. That's so interesting. Like send me resources because like, I didn't even know that. I thought I knew everything. But you know, there's so much more to learn. So 
yeah, it's really, really exciting and fun. I try to learn a lot from different people. I mean, I try to ask my brother-in-law all the time, like, tell me something about Bengali culture. And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, tell me something about like Hinduism. Like, I know a lot about Hinduism now, but from my own research, but I'm like, tell me something like really fascinating about Hinduism. And he's like, I really, truly don't know. And I'm like, oh man, okay, it's fine. I'll ask Nadine, my sister, but yeah, it's exciting to learn. And like you said, like things are so accessible now. I find it different though. So my biggest um, struggle that I've actually talked to a lot of people about is that it's different to Google things and find like answers on Google versus like, this is what my grandma taught me, or this is what my grandparents taught me. And this is my actual cultural tradition that has been passed on from generations. So as much as I can like Google things and be like, okay, like, what does this mean in this culture? Or like, what's important for these people? It's really difficult because only the people who have had those experiences can tell me. And I don't know where to find those people. So it's a balance. Like, it's always a balance because I'm like, okay, do I know anybody from that background? Like, can I ask them about this? Is there anybody? Um, so for the most part, I try to stay off Google because it's it's super different. Like, I don't know. They could tell me something that's, like, wild. Or even, okay, for example, if I looked something up and I was like, okay, what's the most important thing about Punjabi culture? It could probably tell me, I don't know, the music. but in my opinion, it could be the dance, you know what I mean? So yeah. it depends on each person's experiences. And yeah, hopefully more people can help me with that. Because your girl is struggling, your girl is struggling to find things. And uh, yeah, I wish I also wish, okay, sorry, now I'm going on a rant. But I also wish there were more like history books on like South Asian culture written by South Asians. If you know any history books written by South Asians, like, please let me know. Because I would love to learn about different cultures, but not written by like an encyclopedia that is owned by somebody in like Canada or the US. You know what I mean? Like I want to learn from the people themselves, if that makes sense. There is something so authentic and rich about stories Mm -hmm. from people who've experienced those things. So um, I don't know if you know much about Sindhi culture. So I'm Sindhi and... um, Yeah. So just, I guess, for anyone who doesn't know, um, essentially my ancestors were refugees because Sindh is actually largely in Pakistan now, what what is now Pakistan. And um, during the partition, because my ancestors were Hindu, they got kicked out and they had to migrate to India, which is why Sindhis are actually scattered all over India because we don't have a region that belongs to us in India. And so I've um, I've spoken to my grandparents about their stories and they were kids when they moved, but but they have stories of literally being on the train, you know, into India. And, and it's just so fascinating. But also I feel so lucky that I've been able to hear that story from the source itself, you know, and and reading just from, from history books or from Google, I mean... I don't even know how much I trust Google. Like Wikipedia is not the most trustworthy source as it is. I think just just going back to the motherland and speaking to people or, you know, people who have experienced that. Have you ever thought about going on like a little ZHK tour to India, just all around India and illustrations? That would be the coolest thing ever. I've actually only been to India once. I went in 2002 with my grandparents and my sister and my parents and Actually, I think it might have been even like 2001. Like I was literally a child, but I have all the photos and stuff. But 
on one hand, I'm like, I could definitely go back and that would be so, so cool. But on the other hand, I actually don't have any family in India. Like I don't have any extended family. We all moved to Canada or the UK. And so we don't own any land, like nothing is there with, or like a part of my blood, you know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. if I went back, I don't even know who I would go to. And then also I'm really strange. I'm kind of a strange person in the sense that there are memories that I like that I'm like, okay, I had this with my grandparents and I never want to replace them. So for example, like going back to India, I'm like, I have my trip, my only trip to India with my grandparents who sadly don't exist anymore, like aren't alive. Um, And I just, I'm kind of like, I don't need to go back because I already went once. Like, I don't know, it would be so different. And I feel like I would get sad. I'm also the type of person I get really bad, like separation anxiety, like when things end, I get really upset. Like I've, I've gotten a lot better at it because I graduated from uni and I was like, okay, like, okay, I'm ready for the rest of my life. Like that was cool. But before I used to be like, oh my God, I can't, like, I literally cannot part ways. Um, even like when I finished series on my page on ZHK designs, I'm like, this is the saddest moment of my life. Like (laughs) this series is over. I'm so sad. Like when my, um, when my collab with Tesher ended and like our last piece went out, I was like, this is the saddest moment ever. Like I need more pieces with Tesher, even though that series would have been like so long for no reason. Um, with my Basie Girl Horrors, I was like, volume one is over. Rip. My heart is broken and shattered. So I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the same thing would happen if I went to India, but that's such a good idea because there are so many places. I probably wouldn't go back to Punjab because that's where I went in 2001. But um, when, you know, things are safe again and when it's, you know, safe for everybody to travel, maybe I will force my sister and her husband to come with me, um, to India and just like take me around and look at all the architecture. I actually, so the reason I keep looking away is because I have a huge book. It's probably like this thick. It's called Patterns of India. And I posted it on my Instagram story like a while ago, but basically this woman who's not South Asian, she's like married to a South Asian person and has like half South Asian kids. Um, she went, she did a tour with her husband in India and she has photographed like every single region of India and it's so beautiful. And so I look at that book all the time for inspiration. Cause I'm like, this is like my tour. Like this is the tour that I needed because I can't go anywhere right now, but this is awesome. So maybe one day, maybe you guys will see some photos. I don't know. Maybe I'll just have my heart shattered if I go there and I'll be like, this is so sad. Oh my God, no, you have to go. (laughs) But I think there are so many amazing parts of India, like so much that I haven't seen. I haven't even seen the Taj Mahal, to be honest. Oh, I haven't either. It's so sad because it's like, you know, I have I have white friends who've seen it and they're like, oh, you know, you've been, it's beautiful. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but my family's from Jaipur and Jaipur architecturally is stunning. You should go. And Jodhpur as well. So Jodhpur is the blue city mm-hmm. and yeah, the palaces there are, are just unbelievable. So Okay, fine. You've convinced yeah. me. Fine. You've okay, great. Me. The first place I can go to. I would have just assumed like seeing your work that you go there all the time. But really? Oh my god, that's such a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> but I love that it's just coming from, from a big ass book that you've got propped up. <laughs> it's honestly like I didn't even have that book until like two months ago. Like I literally bought that book from the bookstore and I was like, oh my gosh, I need this. I think it even caught my eye while I was like standing in line. But yeah, I don't know. I literally just like look at pictures all the time and I'm like, this is so pretty. Or I just I don't even know what I do. I just kind of like 
watch a lot of Bollywood videos, even just like YouTube videos of people yeah. like doing tours. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just look at pictures all the time. And I'm like, this is so cool. I want to do yeah. this. I want to be there. <laughs> and I guess that does come out, right? Like in, in the work that you do, it's it's that longing and that just the love for, for the beauty of it. So totally. it's really cool to see how you translate that feeling. So my next question to you is just, I know that you, your platform is all about educating um, South Asians about, or, or not just South Asians, but just everyone yeah. about South Asians. Have you always wanted it to be an educational platform? Yeah. And and how did that motivation come to you? Um, to answer your question, yes, I've always wanted it to be an educational platform. I think when I first created it, like, obviously, my values have definitely shifted, um, especially as a as I've grown as a person and, you know, my interests have changed, it's always been about educating people and bringing awareness to, you know, different cultures. I think a lot of that stems from the fact that like, I didn't know there were a lot of different um, South Asian cultures out there that I didn't know about. So not only do I want to educate others, I want to educate myself through every piece that I do. Um, Okay. Let me take that back not every piece that I do because there are some pieces where it's straight up just like this is fun and like this is funny but um I definitely want to educate others and educate myself on different topics that I cover so yeah I think that's the most important part um what motivates me to keep educating I think just the fact that like there are so many things that people don't know there are so many things that I don't know and I'm like okay I want to teach people about that. I need to shed some light on it or, you know, I want to share it, whatever interests me. I think um, one of the biggest challenges I find is that like what the things that I want to talk about and the topics that I want to cover are very specific to what I want people to learn or like what I feel that I need to learn more about. Um, And obviously there are things that people will message me about and be like, you never posted about this. Like this is something like this celebration like you never posted about it and I'm like understandable I didn't post about it because also I may not have done enough research for me to actually put something like solid out there um and that's another thing like I do a lot of research as you can see my notebook is like very much used like I use my notebook all the time and I write everything down um but if I feel like I'm not doing enough research on something I straight up just like won't post about it or draw it um And so what motivates me, I think it's just like the fact that our community is growing so much and I just want people to know about our community and I want people to be proud of our community. Um, I'm really proud of our community. So I think, I think that kind of motivates me and I just love art. I just want to create things that I love and every day I'm like, oh my God, I love this. Or like, I wish this existed. Oh wait, I'll just make it like this Daisy girl horse. I was like, I don't know if anybody's made like a Daisy kind of comic kind of thing. I mean, obviously hate copy has like pop art and same with yeah. like Pakistani Martha Stewart. They're definitely like pop art. Um, but this has like comic book covers. Like it's kind of reminiscent to comic book covers. How has nobody done this before? I'll just yeah. make it myself. Like why yeah. not? <laughs> what do you think has been your most popular series or your most popular piece? Um, most popular piece was probably a piece that I had posted a couple years ago, I think it was like a year and a half ago, actually, or maybe, yeah, a year and a half ago, it was, the background was golden, it was a side profile of a girl having, like, 
with a bun in her hair and red lipstick. And then she had um, a nose piercing. She had big earrings and a big tikka. And um, that is definitely my most popular piece in terms of likes, purchases, um, shares. Every time I Google myself, because sometimes I'm just like, I want to Google myself. Every time I Google myself, that photo always comes up. So I kind of know that it's like one of this one. Oh, wait, I have it on my desktop. Yeah, it is. Oh my God, that's your desktop. Yeah, that is so fun. Oh my God, I love that. And also creepy AF. I'm not actually your biggest fan, but I am a big (laughs) fan. No, I love that. I really, really love that. So that's my most popular piece. I think because people can relate to it so much and it's, I'm going to start laughing because it's so powerful. Like, I don't know. I made that piece and I was like, I don't even know if I should post it. So the day I made that piece, I was like, do I like this? Not really. Am I going to post it? I guess so. I posted it, not even with the intention of people liking it. Like not even, I didn't even have a message behind it. But I think that's what's so powerful about it is because to me, it meant like, it was just so simplistic. But to everybody else, it's like people can really like find the message in it and finding a meaning behind it and a personal like story behind it. And I'm like, that's so cool that like this piece that was so simple to me has had such an effect on other people. So I'm really proud of that one because it's just impacted so many people in ways that I just didn't even imagine it could. Um, that one. And then also I posted a piece a couple of weeks ago that I also just didn't think people would like. I truly was like, you know what? I'll just post it. It's kind of funny. It's kind of fun. And it's a girl like holding a chocolate bar and she's in kind of like a chocolatey brown like Lenga. And then the background is chocolate brown. And then the caption was something like um, brown and sweet, just like chocolate. That one got so many shares, so many likes, like so many people asking me if they could purchase it, like where they could purchase it from, if it comes in bigger sizes, um, you know, custom orders of that one. Like that one was just so popular. And I'm like, what is it about this piece? Like, I wish I could just like find out why people love this piece so much. I mean, I truly loved it because I was like, oh, it's like a baddie, like brown girl. Like, mm. um, I don't know. That one was like so popular. And then in terms of series... I think um, my taste of South Asian culture is definitely my most favorite, most popular series ever. I will be bringing it back. I know I haven't made a piece for that one um, in a while, but again, it's the research and I just want to get everything right. Um, But that series, I truly love that series. I think that series is dope. I think it's like probably one of the most genius things I've ever thought of. Um, But I really, truly love it because I have learned so much about different regions in India and it's not even confined to India like I think a lot of people wanted me to do like Nepal um obviously Pakistan you know different places in Asia that you know South Asian people reside in so it's definitely expanding it will that series will never end like there are some series like my chai series that I did a couple months ago that one I think has like run its course like I think that one's done um what would Pudu that will probably never end either. Like I'll probably bring it back at some point. I don't know. I love what would Pooh do. And I love Me that too. you and Sirit both do videos. Well, Sirit does does her little videos about it and then you draw them and it's just yeah. so cute to see. I love that. I really, truly love that. Like Pooja has impacted my life so much. So yeah, <laughs> I love such an icon. <laughs> she is such an icon. Um, so I really truly love that series. Um 
where was I taking this? Oh yeah, Taste of South Asian Culture will never end. Like it will always be continuous series. That one will never have a start and an end or like this is volume one, this is volume two. Um, another series that I loved on my page was my BC Girl Horrors. That was like, like for me, that was just, that was groundbreaking for me because there were so many things that I had talked about that I was like, I've never talked about this on my page and I'm so glad I did. Um, even in volume two, I was like, I'm really, really proud of this volume because I think there are just so many things that I've never talked about that, you know, I kind of paint this like picture perfect life. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, everything's happy. Like we're just making happy art. Everybody's happy. But there were topics in there that I covered that I was like, you don't always have to be happier. Like life isn't always peaches, you know? Mm. Um, do I have any other? Oh, my music series. I think that one is a series that probably won't end either just because I'm such a huge music fan. And every time somebody comes out with a song, I'm like, I need to draw this. Like I need to make art for this. Please let me, let me, I beg <sighs> of you. Um, even like DJs and stuff like that, like, oh my gosh, there are so many of them that I'm like, please, your music is so good. Let me. Um, even Tesher, I'm like, when are you coming out with new music so I can draw? <laughs> please. <laughs> I love you your know, Tesher series. His I music is just so good. I think it just goes so well, like your Delebi one. <laughs> I think I got it. Yep, I got it right up here. It's so cute. Yeah, I love that one. I think that's oh, today's. Oh my gosh, I literally forgot about my most recent series. I did um daily affirmations for DC women and that was kind of random I really didn't like plan on making it a series but I made five of them and I think for now it's going to be done like that's today's was the last one in the set of five and um yeah I'm really happy with that one I think it's done like I think I don't need to make any more of those but yeah I really really love those um there are some that I thought I would never make more of like questions every South Asian person has heard I literally thought it would be one post oh yeah that's another really popular one that I made oh, oh my gosh that's like a whole other conversation but people really really love that one um so maybe I'll make a part two same with the types of brown boys literally making a part two after this podcast because there were so many requests to make a part two I know a lot of brown boys and I know a lot of not stereotypical brown boys, but I know a little, a lot of different types of brown boys. Um, and I think now it's easier for me to kind of like understand who has which vibe. And so when making that piece, I had even talked to like Unmol who runs Unmol Brar. I think that's his at, um, he's an artist on Instagram. I had asked him, I asked Obey Suede, um, like another artist on Instagram. I had asked like a bunch of male artists, even Tesher. I had messaged Tesher and I was like, Hey, is this offensive? And I really didn't want it to be offensive to any boys. Like I didn't want any boys to be like, oh my gosh, she's putting me in a box. Like, you know, this is so unfair. But for the most part, it got like the most hilarious responses back. Like boys want more. The brown boys want it. I'm like, really? You guys want like more stereotypical brown boys? Oh, it's kind of like they're seen. They feel heard, right? And and it's just so nice. That. And you know what I found? Um, so... I think we were talking about this before, but I wanted to do like daily affirmations for they see men. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the responses from like males were like, okay, like not, no enthusiasm, like no real like excitement for the series. And I was like, okay, maybe they don't want to be empowered in that way. Like maybe that's not what empowers the men that I know. 
Mm. Maybe affirmations is more for like women to be like, because we always want to tell ourselves we are strong. We are, you know, powerful. We can do this. You know, we're always want to uplift. We always want to uplift ourselves, but maybe for they see men, it's kind of different. So I'm hoping that this different types of Brown boys part two will just like uplift men, but also bring a little bit of humor to it. I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous. I always get nervous when I make things about brown boys because I'm like, please don't get offended. Like, I promise, I promise I'm not trying to make fun of you. It's just funny. We're laughing together. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. So. Yeah, but but I think it's it is hard to feel offended because you are just genuine in, in the way that you go about it. Like, even the fact that, you know, you messaged males that you knew and you just checked with them yeah. and you were like, are you sure this is okay? Like, I wouldn't know many people who would do that, especially mm-hmm. people who are running a platform, running a business. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you have some sort of motivation, right? To to keep putting good work out there, to keep your totally. numbers up or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I find that it always helps. I'll even ask like Sirith and Sanjana um, about all of my pieces. Like I send them probably every single one of my pieces and I'm like, what do you guys think? Like, do you like it? What should I change? What should I add? And yeah, I just like not necessarily the validation, but more just like, okay, what do you guys think of it? Like, do you Mm. feel empowered by it? Do you feel uplifted by it? Um, And that's another thing. I think I talked about like how my values have shifted. So I always want to educate people. I think within the past month, I've done a little bit less like, like educating on certain things and more like uplifting. Like I really want to be more empowering and I want to uplift our community so if I'm making Mm. art I never want it to feel like you're being oppressed like I don't want people to look at this piece of art and be like I feel so oppressed by this or like this reminds me of the time that I was oppressed by blah 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 because there are certain times not by artists necessarily but just like by posts on Instagram from our community that I'm like okay I feel kind of oppressed by this like it reminds me that like you know we are not at the same level as different people you know what I mean yeah so I always want my work to be very uplifting and very just like you know what I feel good today like seeing that made me feel really good about myself I'm gonna live a really good life like I'm gonna have a really amazing day and yeah so I'm hoping that the work that I keep putting out there not only is educational but just the the key word is uplifting like I hope it just uplifts everyone it makes everybody happy yeah yeah, yeah it really does and and you mentioned this earlier where you said you know I do do a lot of bright colors and, you know, mm-hmm. happy posts and stuff. Talk to me about the flip side of that. Do you ever have moments where you feel like, you know, you don't feel as happy and, and you don't feel as motivated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that's happened this weekend specifically. Um, yeah, making art today, I was like, uh, the colors, like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like a lot of confusion, but even when I'm in these kinds of moods, I definitely have to remind myself, like, I still want to be uplifted. I still want to be empowered. So if I'm in kind of like a dull, sad mood, what's going to make me feel better? A really nice piece of art that makes me feel happy. So why not just make it? You know what I mean? Like, it kind of comes full circle because I'm like, okay, I can't, if I let myself be really, really sad, I won't make any art. I will never make art that reflects like my sadness because it's not going to help anybody and people are going to feel that like negative energy. But if I think, you know what, I'm sad right now and I'm in kind of a dull mood, but I can turn that around because I can help myself by making really empowering art, then it's just going to help everybody. 
Um, so I try to keep a really positive mindset as well, because you know what? I always think to myself, I'm like, this is probably so sad, but I'm like, life is going to end one day. And I just want to be happy. Like that's literally the ultimate goal is just like, you want to be happy and anything that's around me, like I want it to be happy and positive and I want it to be uplifting. That's the key word. Yeah. Yeah. So I just try to make art that's really nice and makes everybody happy. (laughs) Do you ever, um, do you ever create like really dark art when you're feeling, you know, not so great, like really, really dull, earthy colors? Cause you, I think typically you do quite a lot of bright colors, but I have Mm. seen you do different um, palettes and tones as well. Yeah. I think, you know what? I, maybe I should start, maybe I should start making some like moody art. Do like gothic art and then everyone's gonna be like what's happened to her oh my god i feel like sirith and sajna would be like are you okay like do we they probably facetime you sirith would probably facetime me right away and be like are you okay like what is going on um but i've never actually thought of going like goth <laughs> or like black I, and white oh my gosh i don't even know. like to me that's like so out of my comfort zone because mm-hmm. even my entire closet is so colorful like my entire closet is color coded. Um, and it's super colorful. Like I own like a certain amount of like white shirts, maybe like a handful of white shirts and like black shirts, but the rest is like bright pink and like bright orange and neon green and, you know, like different colors and different patterns. And I don't know, maybe one day I'll start, but I've never actually thought of doing that because growing up, I've always been so colorful and like you know, I just like colorful things, even looking around my room. I mean, if you could see my wall, like it's all just different colors. So maybe, maybe you'll see a piece in the near future. Also, you guys probably can't see Zoe. I can. And I've been staring at your nails because they are different oh. colors on everything. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so this cool. is a great example. This is a great example. Like people normally get, you know, white or muted nude or like, you know, I think people our age, um, who are very like into getting their nails done. I'm not super like into getting my nails done, but um, I got my nails done. And it's funny because I went to the nail salon with my mom and my sister and I was sitting in the middle and I chose, I think I chose like a, like a pastel pink, which is like, I think it's still pretty colorful to be honest. My sister looks at me and she's like, only pastel pink. And then my mom turns around and she goes, oh my God, are you okay? Like, why aren't you doing something funky? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you always do something funky. Like, this is so not like you to do something like basic. You're not doing anything funky. And they truly thought there was something wrong with me. They're like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Why aren't you doing anything colorful? Why aren't you doing something funky? Like, why don't you do rainbow? And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, I guess I'll do rainbow. (laughs) You got peer pressured into being funky. I mean, I love it. I honestly feel like this is way more me than the other nail thing that I used to get. But yeah, I've always been, I'm very funky. Like even my outfit, I'm wearing like a gray sweater. I would never wear this outside. I would never wear this in public. Like this is too muted for me. <laughs> it's it's good to change it up once in a while. Yeah, but maybe I'll try something new. I am definitely enjoying the nails and you've inspired me to get my nails done different colors as oh well. Oh my gosh, do Why it. Not? Yeah, let's be twins. Who, yeah. Who needs white nails all the time? I feel like that's so overdone. Yeah, it's so overdone. Unless you have white nails, we love it. Hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> yeah, no judgment at all, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to go on to actually technicalities around ZHK. So obviously, sure. it's, a, it's a full-on business. How the hell do you manage that by yourself? Honestly, I wish I knew. Um, the other day, I was talking to... I can't even remember who I was talking to. 
but I was telling him, I was like, I think I need to hire an assistant one day because it's just a lot. So, um, okay. How do I explain this for the first year and a half of running ZHK designs? Um, all of my stuff was on Redbubble. So basically, if you're not familiar, Redbubble is a website that you can purchase like pretty much any product from and artists and photographers can input their artwork or any of their visual art um, onto this website and Redbubble will ship out products with your design on it. Now, that seems really good in one sense because, you know, they're doing all the work for you, but Redbubble takes a huge chunk of profit from you. So if you're starting off a small business and you really want to make money off of it, um, or not even money, if you want to, you know, just get the value out of what you're putting in, um, it's, it's not really ideal. So at the start, it was obviously great because I could get a sense of like, do people like my art or people willing to purchase it? Like, what are they willing to purchase and stuff like that? It was great. But then I realized I needed to make my own website and I wanted to do things for myself. So I've always been a very hands-on person. I like doing things for myself. I like doing things by myself. Um, I don't like it when other people do things for me because I'm like, I could just do it myself. So I built a website last year, published my website. It's at hkdesigns.com if you want to check it out. Um, but with that, you have to get product. So um, I source everything locally from Calgary. So all of the prints I get printed in Calgary. Um, my stickers are made in Canada. They're all made with like eco-friendly materials. They're all reusable, recyclable, restickable. Um, the hair clips and the earrings, they're made by a designer um, and she ships them out to me. So it's definitely very, very difficult. I do all of the orders. I do all of the emails. I do all the labels. I do all the shipping labels. I do all the custom forms. Like it's a lot. And I feel like, um, from the outside looking in, it probably looks like, you know, I'm just going to order this and it's going to come to me in one week. Whereas on my end, it's like, okay, it actually, not only does it take like so long to ship from Canada, I, I swear, like I get so many emails being like, Hey, it's been one week. Where's my order? And I'm like, listen, it's the middle of COVID. <laughs> like Canada Post is months delayed in my area because of not even just because of like shipping is just because of layoffs. Like they can't hire any more people. So um, for my end, it's a lot of work, but I go like, I don't know. I have like two sides. I'm like, okay. I could hire an intern or an assistant and they could do everything for me and I could just hire them and pay them to do everything. And I could just focus on the art. But on the other hand, I'm like, that's what makes it fun. Like that's what makes it so personable. Like every single order I send, every single letter I write, every single package I have to package up and put in the little mailer thing, every single different type of packaging that I try out. Like I like doing it myself. And I think because I've only had this business for two and a half years now, um, I like doing it myself and I like learning and I like seeing what works best for me. And I think that's the best part of having my own business. I get to do everything myself. And as much as I would love to hire somebody else and like, you know, create a team, it's ZHK. Like <laughs> I always say this to myself. I'm like, it's ZHK designs. Hey, it's not everybody else's designs. It's my design. So I want to do it for myself. I want to provide to whoever's purchasing and I like sending little things even um when I send things myself like I will send out little freebies I'm like okay here's like free like bunch of stickers stuff like that so yeah all in all it's 
a lot of hard work because I do have another job that I work. Um, but it's so worth it. Like, I love it. It's, I can't even imagine not doing this. Like, I come home and I do all my orders um, or I put out my shipping labels or I'm looking for new um, manufacturers for different things. And I try to look for people who are either South Asian um, and, you know, have their own businesses with like custom clothing or something or just like local places in Calgary that can help me. So yeah, I like doing everything myself. And you know what? It's fun because even when I go to the post office every week, um, I go like every Friday or Saturday, the people at the post office know me. Like they know all of my products. They know my business. They know ZHK Designs. They're not South Asian, but they always see me and they're like, oh my God, hey Zoe, like you got any like packages today? You have more to send out? Like, so it's just fun. Yeah. It's good to do it myself. You're busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am very busy. Yeah. Every day is busy, busy day, but it's worth it. Um, even I think I was telling you before this that I went on a date and I wore my body zoned clips on it. The guy that I went on the date with, um, that I've been seeing for a little bit now, he was even telling me, he's like, Zoe, you really need to take a break. Like you need one day to just like rest up and like, just chill. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll think about it. So I, I should ask you, how, well, um, yeah, I can totally get that because I'm the same. It's like, once you're in it, that's it. You can't switch yeah, off. That's it. Um, so with this guy, how did he react? Did he know ZHK when he started, like when, when you went on your first date? I don't know. I like take issue with dating sometimes because either people know about ZHK designs and they feel, they feel a couple different ways. They either like are so excited about the clout. I'm using air bubbles because or like air quotes because I'm like, what clout? You're not, there's nothing yeah. to get, like you gain nothing. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what they would get out of it, but yeah, they're either like, oh my God, I can't wait to get clout from you. And I'm like, okay. Do they say this to you? Oh my God. Yes. This has happened. So <laughs> oh, yes, this is, this is the, the basic brown boys right there. Uh, I've been told this so many times. Like I can't wait to get clout. And I'm like, okay, like thanks so much. Or they're like, I need to think about this or this is like too much for me and they get so intimidated by the fact that I have my own business and I have a very large okay very large oh my gosh who am I I'm not like the queen of England like celebrate yourself girl no one's yeah, judging like, you <laughs> I have a pretty impactful social media presence and I mm. think that really intimidates a lot of guys um or they've never heard of it at all and they're like oh, you need to draw me. And I'm like, for what reason? <laughs> you look like a thumb. Or, <laughs> or they're like this guy who is such a sweetheart and he like learned about ZHK Designs and now is like such a fan and so excited. And I'm like, oh, you're so cute. Like, thank you so much for enjoying my art and um, like really excited about all the drops that I have and really excited about like all the drawings that I had I even sent him like all of my Daisy girl affirmations and he was like oh my god these are so fun so yeah for every person that I date it's definitely different but I think for the most part the main response is like I'm so intimidated by um your business it's just too much for me and I'm like yeah. oh, okay that's and good have you have you stopped dating people because of that reason in the past um let me think. I'm even trying to think of like people that I've dated that I've like erased from my mind. Um, girl, do you have time to date? And now, I, uh, you know what? Actually, 
<laughs> this is so bad because like I feel like I've dated more through quarantine. Okay, that's such a lie. I take that back. I've gone on dates, like physical distancing dates, more in like quarantine, I guess, or like during COVID. Um, than I have probably my entire life because I used to I am still a very avid dater. Like I think that's just always been me, but um yeah, in university, I was dating like a couple guys for a couple years that like obviously I would, like date somebody for like a couple years or like a couple months and then it would end. Then I would date somebody else for like kind of a while. Um, but now it's like I've been going on dates and stuff like that. So I don't know. I kind of just balance it out. Sometimes, some days I'm like, oh my God, I want to find the love of my life and like really just embody what I draw and the couples that I draw. And then some days I'm like, I can't. I truly can't. So I think you've right. been watching Om Shanti Om way too much because he's looking for <laughs> Shanti Priya his whole life, I swear. Well, now I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm really happy with going on dates with the same person that I was talking about before, where it's not like serious. It's not, it's not too serious. Like there's no pressure. There's no expectations. Like that's the type of mindset that I just need to be in for a while and that I've gotten in for now. So yeah, to answer your question, um, no, but I make time. I force myself to have time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You are you are so multifaceted. You're just making everything work. And I don't know when you sleep or when you get time to, you know, chill and do stuff and, for yourself. Yeah, I don't the only thing that I don't do is chill and do stuff for myself. Um, but I do sleep. I do get a good amount of sleep, which is good because I'm like, I need to sleep properly. I need my brain to be fully functioning. I eat most of my meals, um, yeah, for most. the most part, I do. <laughs> for the most part, I live a very normal life, you know, like just apart from the out. excessive screen time. Can I just say, like, nobody realizes how much screen time illustrators get, and literally, <laughs> your eyes just just hurt every single day. Yeah, and my other job requires me to look at a screen like all day, every day. And so that's literally why I'm wearing my glasses today. I don't think anybody has ever seen me wear glasses, um, aside from like maybe like the one selfie I've ever posted on Zedishka Designs, like on my story. But yeah, today I was like, I need to wear the glasses. Like the glasses are coming out. The glasses need to make a comeback because I can't see and I have a headache and everything hurts. <laughs> but I need to make art <laughs> and watch fashion. Gee. Oh yeah, God! I don't know how many times you're gonna watch that movie, but but I might join you because I actually love that film. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's just it's the way her life spirals towards the end, and yeah, there's just so much going on. There is so much going on, and I don't know um, the actress's name. She was in Queen as well. Kangana Ranaut. Yes, she her acting. I think that's why I love the movie so much because her acting is so good for the early two thousands. Like chef's kiss like it's so so good and I'm like holy moly and to be in like a Bollywood film to talk about like you know abuse and drugs and um the pressures of being a model it's crazy like I would have never expected that from Bollywood of all places yeah I really think fashion was so ahead of its time Oh, and, and it's so cool to see that you take inspiration from films and books and all of that kind of thing. Do you have any series that you take inspo from? Like show series? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. So <laughs> I love Netflix shows. Um, 
if you know me in person or like know me in real life, you will know that I love Sacred Games. Like Sacred Games is one of my favorite shows in the world. Have you watched Sacred Games before? Yes, I have. Oh my God. Okay. I know. Okay. The only thing that I don't like is that Sci-Fi Con wears fog and I'm like, okay, you could have just like put in an actual thing, but it's fine. I'll just, I'll look past that for the entire show because that show is so good. I've read the book too. The book was like massive and like such a long book, but um, yeah, I definitely took inspiration from that show for a really long time in terms of just like the vibe and like how like passionate everybody was in that show. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be like that. Another show that I really, really love is Layla on Netflix. Have you watched Layla? No, I'm not. Oh my God. Okay. It is so good. It's basically like, it's like if Handmaid's Tale was kind of in India. Okay. It's so interesting. Um, That show, I don't even want to say anything because I'm really good at spoiling things for people. <laughs> okay. Um, Add it to the list. Right. Add it to the list. Anybody listening to this, please watch Layla. It is so good. If you watch it, please message me because like, oh my God, it's so, so good. I love Four More Shots on Amazon Prime. Such a good show. Um, so I always good. talk about it. I always talk to Sirith about it because we loved season one and then Sirith was like so disappointed with Sirith season two. Yeah, because Jay and suddenly became so awkward in season two. Like he was just so jacked up and he couldn't even walk properly. It was just, I don't even know what was going on in season two. I Too much was happening. Like, literally everything that could possibly happen was happening. And I was like, okay. Like, I guess I've watched One More Shots, please, twice. And I'm actually watching it for the third time now because it just makes me feel so good. It's such a good show. So I really, really love that show. And then um, what other series do I like? Made in Heaven. Made in Heaven. You know, I really liked Made in Heaven. But also, when I found out what happened at the end, I was like, okay. I can't, and I'm the type of person, like, I really, truly cannot stand watching when somebody faces injustice. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. I just, I feel, I internalize it. And I'm like, I feel so bad for that person. And it like gets under my skin. I'm like, it is just isn't fair. Like, it's not fair at all. Yeah. Um, so I love Made in Heaven, but I just felt so sad throughout the entire show. Because <laughs> I was like, there are just so many sad things that are happening. Um, but I did love that show. I'm always looking for shows. There's also um, an Italian show that I like. I'm actually going to probably get blasted for li- liking the show, but I love the show Baby. Um, oh, really? I've seen ads for it, but I've not watched it. Oh my gosh. I've heard so much, like so many negative things about that show because of what it's about. And I'm going to be honest, I really liked that show. Like I thought it was, I thought it was wild. So that's also another show that I can like put on while I'm drawing. And I know every word to every episode. And (laughs) I feel like my Italian got so much better because I can speak Italian, but my Italian got so much better by watching that show. It's just entertaining. It's so cool that actually with Netflix, there's so much more openness to watching shows from other cultures. Like Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with South Korean um, dramas as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, I just yeah. watch random episodes of random ones and I just get so confused by how scandalous everything is. Like, it's just on a whole other level. And actually, I think it will inspire you a lot for some of your art. Really? Okay, send yeah. me some names of shows that you like and I'll definitely check them out because even today I was, like, looking for something to watch. What was I watching before this? Oh, I was watching 500 Days of Summer, which is another movie that I love. But Me too. I'm Oh, so good. Oh my gosh, so so good. But Zoe Deschanel is just my favorite person ever. <gasps> I love Zoe Deschanel. Like New Girl, back in the day when it first came out, I was like, this is 
Prime and Hannah Simone. Hannah Simone, I really love her because she's South Asian. She's also Canadian. She also doesn't like stand in one box. You know what I mean? Like she does a lot of different things. So I really like her. I love all the actors on that show. Gordon love Schmidt. You know, I love Winston. Like Schmidt is cool, but I love Winston. I don't know why. I love Winston. Like he's just so funny. When he got that cat, Ferguson, I was like, (laughs) this is amazing. Like this really, truly made my day. All right, going into something a little more serious. So obviously in lockdown, and we spoke about this earlier on the phone as well, how so many people have started doing digital art, including myself. So I'm definitely one of those. Um, And I wanted to ask you about plagiarism. I've seen on your stories in the past that, you know, people... People have taken inspiration in quotes um, from your work. And I personally have also seen, um, you know, your Powerpuff Girls series. I've seen that one um, very similar to yours, basically, somewhere else. And so how do you deal with that? Like people taking inspiration from your work? Honestly, um, it's, it is upsetting. Like, if I'm going to be honest, like it is upsetting when people are too inspired but for the most part like I guess here there is a strategy of what I do so I'll message the person I'll be like hey I've noticed this piece like definitely resembles something that I've made before and what's shocking is there are like a handful of people that are like oh my gosh I'm so sorry like that was definitely inspired by you like I'm so sorry for not crediting you and I mean I did that in the past like that's happened to me in the past where like I made something and I was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry like let me credit you um But there are so many artists on Instagram that are like, yeah, I was inspired by you. So what? And I get a lot of like sass and like, yeah, I was inspired by you. Like, what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, oh God, here I have to like really toughen it up. So for the most part, I try to keep like a very positive and nice social media presence and just like who I am as a person. Like that's how I am. But when I'm upset or when I'm angry, like I really am like business like this means business and like this is where I have to get strict so um there were a couple of instances where there was an artist who had made a piece of work and my sister is really good about it because oftentimes these artists will actually block me and Mm. um, they'd be following me and I'll I'll make sure to see like if they've liked the original post Mm. 10 out of 10 times they've liked the post that you know they're copying so Um, My sister will send me screenshots and then I'll use like my personal account to message. And there was an artist who, um, oh my, I I didn't even know what to say about this artist. Like I had really liked them at the start. And then I was like, oh no, like, what are you doing? So Mm. they copied a piece of my art, very similar. Like literally the piece that you love, copied it. Okay. And um, I had messaged them and I was like, hey, it looks really similar to a piece I had made a year and a half ago. Like I really appreciate it if... Like you either credited me or took it down because because I have a copyright and I do have my certificate over there. Like I have a copyright with the Canadian government um, and I have a lawyer like this can't be up and it, it just can't it cannot exist um, if it's like purely copying this piece. So the artist was like, OK, well, if I add eyes to it, like does that still count as copying? And I'm like, well, yes, because it's the exact same illustration. But now with eyes, question mark? Like, no, you can't. You can't add eyes to it and think that it's okay. So they took it down and they're like, 
oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I still love you as an artist. And I'm like, no problem. Like I want to support you. Like I want all of us to maintain originality and stay unique. Okay. A couple months went by. They blocked me. And I was like, wow. great. My sister sends me their post on my personal page and goes, yeah, they put it back up. And I'm like, mm. okay, here we go. So I had to message them again. I was like, hey, we already spoke about this previously, like for a long time about how you cannot have this up because I don't want to get my lawyer involved. I really don't like, please just take it down because mm. I want to support you and you make really cool art besides copying me and other artists. So like, please don't. Yeah. And they were like, well, I asked my friends if they liked it and they said, yeah. So I put it back up and keep in mind, this person is like, a professional like they have an actual profession that's listed mm. in their bio so I'm like as a professional like you do understand what plagiarism is right so in the nicest terms I was like this is plagiarism like I really need you to understand that like if you keep this up I have to get my lawyer involved yeah finally took it down they unblocked me because they denied the fact that they had blocked me so that's happened before um so yeah for the most part the artists that I deal with um that copy artists that copy me straight up just like don't care and quite honestly like are rude about it like mm. um there's another artist who I didn't I hadn't even heard of this person like never heard of this person never even followed this person my sister didn't even know this person existed um and they responded back to my one story about copycat artists mm. and they lost it on me. They were like, I thought you were my biggest inspiration, but it looks like you aren't like, just because my art resembles yours doesn't mean I'm copying. And I was like, I've never even heard of this person. Like they're in my requests. Like I've never even seen this person. Um, and I actually got death threats from their friends and family Oh my god! and from them. And looking at it, I was just like, this is hilarious. Like I wasn't scared or anything. Cause I was like, they know that they're wrong. Like the reason they're coming at me and I've never heard of them is because they know that they're wrong and they're not original and their art. If I'm being honest, just isn't good. Like if you're going to copy me, at least make it good. Um, (laughs) But it wasn't good. It was like bad. So I'm like, okay. So I just blocked all of them and yeah, they, uh, they sent me death threats, like quite like brutal death threats. And it was like pretty scary, but um yeah, it sucks because the people that I message for the most part, like there are some artists that I'm like, hey, like this kind of looks like mine, but like I love your work. So like, let's just maintain originality. And that's that. Like there's no like conflict or anything. It's just like, yeah, thank you so much for letting me know. Like let's work towards like um, seeing unique in the future. And that's it. That's great. Like that's all I want. And I would appreciate if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, oh yeah, totally. Like totally understand that. Um, even when I'm making art, like I had done, I had done a uh, they see like Drake piece like um mm-hmm. Drake was wearing like a Gertha and I know that Em and John had made a piece like that and Dig Inc had made a piece like that so I messaged both of them and I was like hey I realized that um you guys have both like made your own versions of Drake like they see Drake um do you guys want me to credit you for um you know this idea that you guys have both come up with like I want to make sure that I'm crediting the right person and they were like, yours is nothing like ours. Like, don't worry about crediting us. Like, it's just Drake at the end of the day. And I was like, okay, well, I just want to make sure because like, let me know if at any point you feel like you want to be credited for this because like, that's fine. Like, I know that you did this a couple of years ago. Let me know. Like, that's fine with me. Yeah. Even with like, um, my hair clips, like Pakistani Martha Stewart had done hair clips like two years ago. Like she still sells them. And of course, mine are like pretty different from hers. Like mine look very different and hers are a little bit more chunky. And mm-hmm. say 
different words, but I had even messaged her and I was like, Hey, like, I really respect you. And like, I really truly look up to you. Um, and I am selling hair clips, but if at any point you want me to credit you for, you know, having BC hair clips, like, let me know. And she was like, um, well, as long as they are different and are different wording, like I don't mind. And I'm like, it's just like, obviously not everybody owes this to each other, but, um, in my opinion, it's like, it's just the principle. Like I really respect these people and my peers around me. And I would hate for anybody to feel like, you know, Oh, she just went and did this. Or like, she was, she says that she's inspired by all these people, but you know, like doesn't recognize that. Um, and it goes the same for like smaller artists. I'm like, if you're like inspired by me, that's, that's one thing. Like I really appreciate it. And I'm so appreciative of people who, you know, find passions like yourself, like from my work, like I'm so appreciative of that. But if there's something that's like direct, like copying and I message you out of love because I want you to do better and be a better person and be a better artist. Um, and you come at me with like either death threats or like, so what are you going to do? Or like deal with it. It's kind of like, okay, you really don't respect me and you're just not a very nice person at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, I've definitely faced that a lot. Um, not so much now because at this point, like if I feel like somebody is like fully just copying me, I just block them because I'm like, I can't, I can't even have a conflict. Like Mm. for my own sanity, it's just a lot. And there we go. And then sometimes, okay. Sometimes I'll like post things on my story and I'm like, Oh, I wish people didn't copy. And the most random artist will be like, hey, I'm so sorry for copying this, this, and this. I'm like, I didn't, excuse me, like, I didn't even know that. But, like, please don't copy me if you know that you're copying. Like, I appreciate you, like, apologizing, but also don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. So, yeah, at this point, I'm like, this is hilarious, but I just kind of have to zone it out. And I also try not to be on social media a lot. Like, this is something that I've been doing for um, August is, like, just don't don't go on social media too much. Don't look at too many smaller artists. Like, I'll just focus on the art that I love that empowers me and, like, different artists around me. Um, And, yeah, I'm lucky to have a community that's so supportive and, like, you know, the artists that are around me, like they make such cool art that I'm like, mm-hmm. it overtakes all the copycat artists. Like I can appreciate it. Um, so yeah, that's how I deal with plagiarism. Mm-hmm. It's uh, quite the process and it's really strenuous. And honestly, I hate, like, I, I'm fine with conflict. I'm not the type of person that like strays away from conflict. If it has to happen, it has to happen. But at the same time, like I'd rather just not have that type of conflict because I know that it's just not going to end well you know with with all types of art I think there is such a fine line sometimes because because to an extent all art is inspiration from other places right yeah and um and as a dancer I I'm so careful all the time to credit everyone if I'm learning their choreo make sure tag them you know let them know tag them in the story and um and you do see like very very big choreographers sometimes They'll take um, an exact routine from the West, not credit them, you know, make it their own, make it like a South Asian version of that and just think that they created it. And, um, and, and, you know, to see that happen on such a big scale, I think is heartbreaking because it's like people look up to you and that is what they are going to feel inspired to do as well. And, and I think it comes back to this idea that like creative arts and, you know, those kind of professions, they're not taken as seriously as something like 
you know, working in the corporate world maybe sometimes because because there's such a misconception and it's like, oh no, but what you do is fun, Zoe. Like your art is so colorful. Like you must really have, you know, a blast like running your business because it just seems like a lot of fun. Um, when actually it's like, that is a serious profession and you have to take that seriously. Yeah. <laughs> there will be lawyers involved. There will be, and I hate saying that because it reminds me like, my dad's a lawyer. Like, do you know who my family, you know what I mean? You know, those like, things <laughs> I truly feel like that sometimes. And I'm like, I just have to, like, I really just have to pull it out. And, um, for the most part, it's been fine. It's been chillaxed. But I think at the start of quarantine, it was like, if I could make a graph, it, it was like, okay, level, level, level. And there was just a spike of like plagiarism. And now it's like at level again. <laughs> That's funny. There's yeah. definitely a pattern there. Talk to me about community. What kind of friends, what friends have you made in the art world? And, oh my um, gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many friends. I think um, the community has been so nice. Obviously, I think it's pretty clear that I'm very close with Sirith, Sini and Sanjana from Brown Girl Gang. Um, the three of us are very close, which is like the biggest blessing in the world. Um, and you yeah, haven't met each other in person. So I've never met them. They've met each other. So Sanjana okay. went to New York and met Sirith there. So they've already met. They have that friendship. Um, but I've never met Sirith and I've never met Sanjana, but we have very close relations. And I, I don't even know, like they are so special to me and such mm-hmm. special friends that I'm like, wow. Like if, if nothing comes out, at the end of my life, like if nothing has come out of ZHK Designs, this is truly like the biggest treasure that I could have found. Um, yeah, two like amazing friends. So um, I've met them. And then in terms of artists, um, oh my gosh, there are so many amazing artists that I've definitely kind of like, I don't know. I just, I just feel so close to them. Um, if you know, like Ravina Thor, like she makes stunning art and so we're from, we're literally from like one city away. Like I could drive to her and it'd be like three hours away. Um, she's really amazing. I really, really love her. And then Anmol, I was talking about Anmol before. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about Obey Suede, like if you know him. He has amazing art. We've gotten really close. Um, another friendship that I've made that I'm really excited about, not necessarily like a visual artist, but she also runs a podcast. Um Sanaya from Loudmouth Lepke's, sweetest girl ever. She was actually my very first giveaway winner, mm-hmm. um, like years ago. And we just recently became friends. And she is like the cutest, like sweetest girl ever. Like she, I, she's just so cute. Um, and then all the Asian Women Festival ladies, like I think they're just such a great community. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if I can say that like there are a lot of people that have the same friendship as me, Sanjana, and Sirith do, but mm. I definitely like met a lot of people who I really, really like. And you know what? I think that ZHK Designs has really brought me a blessing because people that I grew up like looking up to, for example, like K Ray, I don't know if you've ever watched K Ray's yeah. YouTube videos. I love her. I grew up watching all of her short films, Anarkali, um, yes. all of her videos. And um, recently she followed me on Instagram and I literally oh my God. I was like, Made it. I'm literally going to die now. And um, I messaged her and she was like the sweetest person ever. And I 
message her about how much like she impacted my entire teen years. Like she literally shaped and molded like my view on the world because I didn't know so much, you know, was out there. And like her videos really introduced me to that. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I've really been connected with people that I looked up to. Um, Deepika from Live Tinted, like mm-hmm. I've been connected with Deepika from Live Tinted. How like that's crazy. Even like Richa Murjani, like. I've been connected with her, um, you know, and a lot of like bloggers, even, you know, I don't know if you know Anshul, Anshul MUA, but I grew up watching her videos, like as a kid and like through my teenage years. And the fact that like, I can like, like she will message me or like I can message her is the craziest thing in the world. Cause I'm like, I love you. Like you literally were my childhood inspiration. Um, wow I don't even know what to say and yeah there are just so many people in our community even Tesher like Tesher and my friendship has grown so much like beyond our collaboration I think that we have a really good friendship um in terms of an online friendship and fun Mm -hmm. fact we went to the same university which is so cool um so yeah I think I think that I've made a lot of friendship oh and Royal if you know the DJ Royal um so talented and like I'm friends with him now. Like, that's so cool. So I don't know. I could you list off some of Just people. look at your contact list on your phone, like scroll through and think, oh my God, how do I have this person's number? How do I have this person's number? You know what? Yes. It's crazy. On WhatsApp, I look at all my messages and I'm like, I had a conversation with this person and that is the craziest thing. Or even just like with Sirith and Sanjana. Um, let me just explain why I love them so much or why it's like so exciting for me. So... I grew up looking at Sirith's photos on her blog. Like I grew up, I knew her before I had started or I didn't know her personally, but like I knew of her stuff before I started ZHK Designs. And the fact that I'm connected with her now, it's like the craziest thing ever. I remember reading all of her articles on Brown Girl Mag. Like she was another inspiration that I grew up with. Mm. And the fact that I can work so closely with her is like, it boggles my mind. Same with Sanjana. Like I used to look at Brown Girl Gang's content when they had like 10k um, followers and 12k and 20k and 50k. And now I'm like, I'm growing with you. Like we are so close and I feel just like so happy to be connected with you because all of their um, content really like impacted my life. Like it impacted who I am and how I think and, you know, my perception of feminism so yeah, to answer your questions, like I think I've made some really great long, long-term long friends and it's crazy to look at my contacts list. Even on Snapchat, I'm like, how did I even like, how do I Snapchat this person? Like, I, I don't know. It's crazy you know, to me. I relate so much because mm-hmm. I think as a dancer, I had pretty much the same thing as you. So I used to look yeah. up to, to so many choreographers in London mm-hmm. and um when I was in university, I didn't have the time to, you know, train as hard as I would want to. And yeah. so part of the reason why I moved back to London to work was because, you know, it was like, I want to dance. I want to like do all of those things that I've always yeah. wanted to do. And I remember like the year that I was applying for jobs, I was back in Spain, like quite depressed. And I was just like, oh, you know, my friends are working and dancing and like, living their lives. Um I used to watch YouTube videos of these people in the dark, right? Um, just like being like, oh my God, just just feeling like I could never ever, you know, even be in that midst, you know, even close to it. And um, when I moved back, I started training and, and you know, I've, 
I, I can safely say I probably, and I, I'm not bragging here, I'm just saying like I know all of them. And it is the fact that when you live authentically and unapologetically and you're just pursuing that thing, and, and I really believe in the secret, I don't know if you do, but, you know, law of attraction, mm-hmm. not to that extent of like, oh, you thought about it in, it he- in your head and it just appeared, but definitely working for something and, and you know, imagining it in your head and, and kind of imagining where you'll be in like mm-hmm. four years, five years time. And, um, and honestly, like, I think it's just incredible because you look back and you think there was a time where I used to literally look up to these people and, and I used to want to almost be just in their presence, like see what, how they live their lives and feel inspired by that. Next thing you know, you're like texting them like your buddies. Yeah. And it's literally, you are doing you, like you're, you're literally, you've started this platform and you're living unapologetically every day and they're seeing that. And so your frequencies are matching. I sound so cheesy right now, but I really leveled up to that frequency now. I sure hope so. It's been a wild ride and I don't know. I look at my life and I'm like, I cannot believe it. I truly can't believe it. Like I don't there's so many things that I'm like I did not expect this for my life but I'm so grateful and so proud of myself because um I also think about my age like I'm 22 and so so young I always forget I know like I think a lot of people forget even like when I talk to Sirith and Sanjana they're like we forget that you're 22 and I'm like I forget that I'm 22 like (sighs) I forget that 22 is so young Mm. and I'm like oh my gosh like I have to do all of this stuff but it's like at 22 I've done all of this stuff and more like there's more to come so it's wild I don't even know what else to say like it's so wild to me it's it's crazy I'm so proud of you I think you're killing it (laughs) you also have so much time in your 20s to like figure stuff out like where are you going to be when you're 26 28 let's see you know I can't wait to see it um I can't wait either (laughs) it's gonna be exciting and now you've got what jewelry out what's next for for your brand and your business So yeah, I think before I released the jewelry, I was like, so hesitant on like saying anything. But I think, um, yeah, I have this jewelry out. And you will see a lot of expansions to the jewelry line and to just like my everyday brand. Um, You will definitely see expansions to that. And I think just growing, growing ZHK and growing Faji Zoned. My favorite. (laughs) <laughs> yep. So something might be coming with that, but, uh, for now, yeah, lots of jewelry, expect to see more jewelry. Um, I always get requests, like, are you going to make this into a necklace? Are you going to make this into earrings? So let's put that into action. Let's get it done. And yeah, you'll see more. I also have, um, more like stickers, kind of like more, just more relatable things for everybody to purchase and everybody to have. Um, yeah. And more representation. We all want representation. So Absolutely. We'll that. yeah. Yeah, totally. So I think before the end of 2020, you will see a lot more progress from me. I mean, how much more can you really do? But I can't wait. (laughs) And also, Zoe, I'm giving you some homework. You need to hire an assistant, okay? I need to hire an assistant. (laughs) Oh, gosh. If I could, I totally would. But it's just like, I like doing things myself. I'm like, I just want to do it all. Like, I just, I don't, it's not that I don't trust anybody. It's like, I just would rather just do it you know um, well if you need to rebrand to zhk plus assistant designs do it but hire someone <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> no i have faith in you you'll get there and you i think you'll reach a point where you physically just won't be able to do everything and you'll feel like okay now is 
is the time. Now is the time. Yeah. When I reach that point, I will definitely hire an assistant and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I actually, okay, this is a really random question. In fact, guys, I had so many questions prepared and I haven't asked a single one. Like literally I've just been talking off the top of my head because it's been so fun. What is your favorite Bollywood movie apart from fashion? Okay, my favorite Bollywood movie at the moment, um, I'll give you two of them. At the moment, it's Om Shanti Om because I love, actually, I'm going to give you three. Om Shanti Om because I just, okay, I think because it's so inspiring because of the colors and because of the songs. And I just recently found out that Deepika Padukone was only 21 in the film. And I'm like, okay, why don't I look like that? Why can't I be that talented? Like where I need to, not because like I'm jealous, like I'm watching it out of jealousy. It's more just like, okay, where can I get the tips from, you know, like Mm. how she acts, how she does certain things. Like, let me get those tips so that I can apply that to my craft. Um, So right now it's Om Shanti Om. Love the soundtrack, best soundtrack. I love it. Listen to it all the time. Growing up though, Gohona Pyadhe. Okay. Love the entire soundtrack. Love the entire film. Rewatched it recently and was like, why do I like this film? Not really sure, but I love it. I also love the fashion, um, like in the film, like all the outfits are so cool. And then Dilto Bagalhe, all-time favorite, all-time favorite film ever. The music, the actors, love Madhuri Dixit, love um, Krishma Kapoor. I love Shah Rukh Khan. Obviously, love Shah Rukh Khan. Like, he is my love him. Um, (laughs) I like young Shah Rukh. He's my favorite. Okay, yeah, old shark. I'm like, he needs to be like the Bapu, okay? Like, he needs to replace, like, Amit the Bachchan and be the Bapu in all these movies now. Like, let all these other people, let Ranveer Singh be like the Hollywood hunk. Um, I used to feel something different whenever I saw Shark on screen. Um, young Shark on. I mean, that song is great too. Love the song too. Um, but young Shark on as an actual person, yeah, loved him, loved the films. But I love Dilta Bakulhe, I think. I don't know. That movie is just so good. I really thought my life was going to turn out like that. And I was just going to like meet the love of my life because he was going to drop a cake off for my grandparents. And then I'd be like, we're going to dance together and then we're going to fall in love. But uh, definitely not what life looks like. Um, Hey, don't lose hope, okay? It can still happen. I don't have time for any of that. (laughs) (laughs) You're too busy illustrating it. That's why. Yep, I'm too busy illustrating it and living my best life. (laughs) I love that, Zoe. Okay, so last question for you. So um, since this podcast is called Brown Game Strong, I want to know, Zoe, what do you have strong game in? And what could you have stronger game in as well? Strong game in? I think I have strong game in believing in myself. I think that's something that I really... Like I look at society and I think a lot of people, um, you know, strive to have that. But I think that I've developed like an aura of almost like confidence, like self-confidence. So I'm like, I can do this. Like I can do anything. I can really achieve anything. So I think that's something that I like am really good at believing in myself and just like getting whatever I want done. Um, Something that I could be better at. Nothing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally joking. (laughs) your confidence girl we all need a bit of that no I think something that I need to um get better at is balance Mm. and priorities I think sometimes I prioritize my business a lot more than 
my family, which we talked about before. Um, now I'm getting better at it, but I think I can reach a certain point where like, I'm really good at balancing both. Mm. And I think with that comes like, you know, trust in other people. Like, can other people do this for me so that I can take a break? Um, so yeah, I think prioritizing time and just balancing everything out is something that I really need to keep working on because I'm not perfect at it. I'm getting better, but I need to be a lot better at that. Um, Mm. and really prioritizing like what's important to me. Like I'm the type of person that'll say yes to anything. And I'm like, okay, there are times where I just, I really need to like put my foot down and say no. And I just haven't gotten to the point where I can do that yet. So I need to get better at that. And delegation. Uh, delegation <laughs> one thing at a time okay one thing at a time I can't be bad at everything well, if and when you come on to the podcast for a second round I am sure you will have worked on all those things oh my god yeah I'll have an entire team and they'll all be named Zoe it'll be like Zoe 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 Zoe, Zoe. <laughs> and yeah we'll be like so good at it just an army of Zoe's yeah it'll be great and they'll all look like me and Honestly, it'll just be me. It'll just be holograms of me doing everything. (laughs) If only we could clone ourselves, right? No, that would be scary. That would be terrifying. I don't want another Zoe. I think the one that we have is just enough. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so, so much once again for coming on. It's been so fun talking to you and learning about your favorite Bollywood films and series and all of that. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That was awesome. Like, I think at the start, I said that my confidence was a, went from two to 80. And I think, I'm at, 95? I think I'm at 100. I think I'm ready oh. to like make some dope art and just like have a really good afternoon today. Oh, well, so much love for you, Zoe. Thank you so oh. much. And I love your energy. So keep that up because we need more of that in our community. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to listen to this when it comes out. Well, you will soon. Take care. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>